Blog Talk Radio. We're so glad that Hunter to join we for we show Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. This is the Queen Quite Head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad that Hunter to tune in one more again to we station where we get upliftment to the living legacy and to pay ancestral homage. We're so glad that Hunter to tune in for this special edition this evening and things like that so that all of we around the world can be safe and things like that while this should have gone on. So this evening... That is just dedicate this your program and thing like that to the realm of the ancestors and all of that kind of thing. What we going to do is we going to just take a little moment of silence and prayer for healing for everybody around the world. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. So glad for Hunter Tillin to be right here with me one more again and thing like that. Plenty to grind on since the last time Hunter Yeti me putting the broadcast a thing. This year, Oman Month. We're so glad it's still for all the Oman Alchona and thing like that. To celebrate this year, month and thing like that. Don't let them get you down. Go on and still celebrate who Hunter to be and what grind on from we journey. We're so glad that Hunter to deal with we and thing like that. And read of us all the Oman around the world. Who the tribe for who upon your family right now and who your family together and thing like that. We're so glad for who Hunter to be and thing like that. So most of all the Hunter children, if you ain't never yet me before this evening, we're so glad that Hunter tuned in right now. We got something for share for Hunter up in here. Okay? Because we want all the Hunter children 
but be safe and take my commandments. And I don't learn say, Say a time. I don't know a thing. You think how the rest of people that know the same thing and think like that there ain't no such a thing. Tell any of us know what to do. So I say, well, I go and grind on. And each week and think like that while this year pandemic to grind on. Do a crack routine and think like that. She has plenty of things that uplift the chiller. But let her get some understanding to her. So all the rest of the people now, I'm saying who you to be a thing like that. Plenty of not in one So that's why they can't understand who to be. Better was how we to do what we to do. So that's why it's so critical for Hunter get it easier to take the seat. And so to make sure all of Hunter can understand, I'm going to switch over like this so that I can make sure that all of you tuned in tonight around the world, and I appreciate the over 109,000 listens we've had of Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. It's truly a blessing to me and a blessing to the Gullah Geechee Nation. I'm Queen Quet. Chief Justin Head of State for the Gullah Geechee Nation. If y'all hear some static in the line tonight, that is part of some of what we're dealing with in the midst of this pandemic around the world here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. We were already dealing with some of the issues of flooding, and we were dealing with the issues of ground saturation. So in the midst of all of this now with all the closures and the social distancing and the staying inside, the quarantining and all of this stuff, we awoke just a couple mornings ago to not having electricity on this island. That came back fairly rapidly, fortunately, because that was also one of the nights where the temperature dropped. And so we had that go on. Well, We've had issues with phone lines, and, of course, the Internet is overloaded because there are so many people at home working from home, so many students needing to get their lessons online right now. And so this taxes the resources of a largely rural nation, a island-based nation that already was battling with utility companies and others over the years to try to improve and bring up to speed the types of things that are needed in these areas. And so the wheels on the bus may go round and round, but how fast is that bus moving? And so the bus has been moving very slow in terms of getting these things done, and now we have reached the day where you are at a tipping point of the need for these types of resources. Many of you who know and follow me, and you can go to queenquet.com and you will see my bio there, you know that I'm a computer scientist. So I have a scientific mind as much as a creative mind, and scientists have to create as well. And so my thing is logic plays a big part. And for many, many decades now, I've been telling people to make sure that your children don't just have the latest sneakers, don't just have the latest clothes. They need to have money, cash money put aside, not just for their education, but for their very survival. And they also need to have computers, not just personal digital assistants, which is what your cell phone is actually if you have a smartphone. So not just have that many computer in your pocket, but an actual computer. And many times now if you go to tablet is just as good, well, that can be questionable at times when you have to do certain types of work. It still does not carry the same power that the full-blown computer may have. And so now we're in a situation where many people say, well, I just couldn't afford to buy one. I get that. So they usually go into the libraries. Well, then the libraries shut down. 
So if you didn't have your own personal computer, you don't have a personal laptop in particular because if you have a desktop, still ain't doing you no good, but if you had a laptop, at least you'd be able to go and potentially still connect to public Wi-Fi in certain places. But I want to get what's the bandwidth how many people are trying to tap into it at the same time you are. So when we are out here on the Sea Islands in the Gullah Nation from Jacksonville, North Carolina to Jacksonville, Florida, many of you who have come out to the disaster preparedness courses, you've come to Tech Up Step Up courses that our official 501c3 for the Gullah Geechee Nation has hosted over the years, the Gullah Geechee Angel Network, if you've come to the various preparedness courses, the storm preparedness courses, and things like that that the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition has hosted, and the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition is the sponsor of this radio broadcast, then you are aware of a lot of this, but that does not mean that reminders on in order. And so tonight, for some of you, what I'm going to state will be reminders. For the new folks, this will be information you need. So definitely, if you have that tablet or that computer or you take notes on your phone, now's the time to pop that open. If you are like me, who is a technology person and knows the value of a pen and paper, and going analog, you will right now go ahead and pull out a pen and paper, all right? And so I'm going to give you a little time to do that. While you do that, let me just update everyone that all of the events and activities, if you follow us on Eventbrite and you follow GullahGeecheeNation.com, G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E-N-A-T-I-O-N.com, there is no I in Geechee if it a we. The GullahGeecheeNation.com, if you follow the Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook and you see our events, you'll see what we've been doing. We're letting you know that most of our events are not canceled. They're postponed. And so there will be new dates for the various activities that you were looking forward to coming to, especially the family day that we were going to have last Saturday. We will host that at that location next year, but we will still intend to have Gullah Geechee Family Weekend coming up in July because, God willing, all of our lives will go back to normal very soon. We are yet praying and believing that everyone's lives in the world will start to go back to some normalcy soon but in a more positive way, in a more uplifting way, in a more healing way. And I say all that to say this. All of you who listen to this broadcast on a regular basis, if you're following us at GullahGeecheeNation.com, Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio on Facebook, at Gullah Geechee on Twitter, you know that I'm also an environmental activist. I'm an environmentalist. I'm involved and engaged in things on the front line on behalf of the Gullah Geechee Nation and so that we can survive, so that we can thrive, so that the earth can be healed. And so although many of us feel like, oh, we're caged up, some of us are celebrating because you couldn't have gotten a vacation like this before. You couldn't have gotten the rest you needed because you were working so many hours. And now you're realizing your body really needed those days to sleep in. You needed this opportunity to be with family and friends. But you also got to think about the finances. Well, if our health is not good, if the earth's health is not good, there's no human health. The earth quality to our quality of life. And so 
fighting for these things, raising funds. Thank God for all of you who over the years have donated through our GoFundMe sites, have been active dues-paying members of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition that have contributed financially. I just got another coalition membership in the mail just today. Um, You are a blessing to us because you have allowed us to know, one, uh, living and work is not in vain, and two, that the things we're focused on, others want to focus on, and so much so that you would contribute financially to that focus. And the Go Get Your Sea Island Coalition is the reason we still have this broadcast on the air. It and all mobile productions are the reason we still have Gullah Geechee TV. So definitely GullahGeechee.net is how you find out more about the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition and how to participate and become members. And so one of our major thrusts with the coalition has always been about land retention. Well, part of retaining land and land reclamation, part of reclaiming land, has to do with making sure that that land is viable enough to keep us safe on it, that the trees are there to provide us with the oxygen necessary, that in the face of sea level rise and flooding, that we are doing the right things on land to sustain land quality enough that we have food security. Without having food security, meaning we can't eat, all these stores ain't staying open, as y'all see. Or they limit their hours. They limit the amount of products. If they limit your food supply, they control you. So food security helps with being secure people, helps with being sustained people, helps you keep your community safe if people in that community know that they can eat and they can maintain a quality of life they can then peacefully deal with situations even as extraordinary as this pandemic. It is when people are in the state of desperation that you have violence and other outbreaks within your nation, which is why you're seeing the panic messages about martial law, martial law coming to a city near you, all of these types of things. Some people don't even know what that terminology means, but what it means is that the government and the police forces will start with the military, will start marching in and actually locking you up in your house, and you will not go anywhere, and if you did, your life would be in jeopardy if you did so. So we in the Gullah Nation have always encouraged people to be self-sufficient, self-determined, landowners, that know how to work your land. This is planting season. Yeah, we may be a couple of weeks behind because of the other issues I mentioned with areas flooding because the ground is so overly saturated because of the mass amounts of rain that we've had. But this is also an opportunity to then do what you need to do to displace water, to carve out sloughs, to make sure the areas where water is still stagnant because it's warm during the day and it's cool in the evening that you put lime in the water, can try to dispel the mosquitoes from their larvae from developing there. I know in Africa, many times people bleach in stagnant waters, waters that are sitting around in order to stop that because you don't want to have mosquitoes now carrying other viruses that they're already capable of carrying and things like malaria and stinging people. And you don't want a mass outbreak of them while you're in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic. So we go back to old landmark. Mom and them say, wash on a hand before you come in this house and things like that. Don't touch nothing to the floor on eat and things like that. You're just doing the same thing that you were taught. So now if our elders are home with our youth 
if all generations of the family are together, self-quarantine, family compound quarantine, however you look at it, if we all are within the same place and the same space, this gives us an opportunity to teach one another now. This gives you an opportunity to teach the children how to clean the house, how to eat properly, how to have proper sleeping patterns and get full rest, what things are you able to eat, how to farm the land. All of these are things that we learned at home in the Gullah Geechee Nation that got lost as people had to go out to work every single day, all the time. So the generations were not together. Parents don't see their kids because the grandparents got the kids in sometime in the day and sometime over the parents' house until you get back because you work at two, three jobs. I get all that. But now this is a reset. This is a reset for the entire world to reexamine what really would keep us safe. And if you weren't prepared for it, nobody could technically say, oh, I was just totally prepared for this. But if you weren't prepared, that's in the past. What are you going to do going forward? You have bought all the toilet tissue you need now. So can you eat it? Do you have enough money for your health if something does happen? Do you have enough money for food that lasts you for the next several weeks, a month? Do you have the skill set? to plant things in the field so that if there's a sustained issue with food security that you can feed yourself. These are just some basic questions I'm putting out there because I want you to ponder them on your own. Now's a great time to journal. Get paper, get notebooks, pen and paper. Write down things about how you feel about this particular period of time. And as I said on the broadcast on Facebook, and I'll be doing more of those, I'll be going Facebook Live some more. I'll also be doing some YouTube Live videos. But we've suspended just briefly the Gullah Geechee TV uploads only because of the overload on the system, on the grid right now, to try to make sure that, you know, folks who really got to do homework and other things, that we're not just helping overload the system dry long so. So we have suspended some stuff. We'll most likely start uploading again this week. But we want to take a pause, get everybody settled again, thinking again, breathing again, as I said. Just a nice, good three cleansing breaths to settle your heart rate, settle your mind, begin to focus. Now that you got that, let's get to this. Many years ago, I was asked to come to Chicago to present on disaster preparedness. That was the first time ever in life that I had been brought in as a public speaker to present on such a topic. But once I did it that one time and I prepared for it, I realized how much I knew. I didn't go look up other people's stuff. I wrote things down from my own experiences having dealt with natural disasters. So I operated from that vantage point. When I put together a list, which is still on GullahGeecheeNation.com, if you type in to GullahGeecheeNation.com and then go in our search box and put in disaster preparedness, there will be several different blogs that will come up that are still valid. The disaster preparedness checklist, I did this back in 2017 is when I updated it. 
and loaded it onto this blog. Prior to that, we had it on the Internet, and it was a little bit shorter list, but I updated it in 2017, three years ago. And so I started right out with a statement, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And prepare in faith is my acronym. Pray, recognize, evaluate, away resources, engage, instant notice, focus, assess, investigate, then heed the plan. Now, to heed a plan, you have to have a plan. So if you never made a disaster preparedness plan before, this checklist ought to just help you get going on a chiller need for get why. Because this is not only going to help you carry out the rest of the time during this pandemic, but the storms that we're still in the hurricane zone, folks, the islands that move, the Gullah Geechee Nation is still in the hurricane zone. That time for preparedness comes in April because the hurricane season starts in May and lasts till November now. It has grown. It has lengthened because of climate change dynamics. Climate science points to all of this. So if we prepare now, even in the midst of all the panic buying, prepare with things that are necessary for you to be able to not only survive the pandemic, be ready in case of any type of global disaster. All of you who have your Gullah Geechee preparedness kits, just replenish or add to those supplies. All of you, including you have your pandemic flu kit, we gave those out. All those things were given out to Gullah Geechee Native folks for free that came out to the courses. So now I'm going to give you an abbreviated version of it on the show tonight. Again, prepare in faith. Pray, recognize, evaluate, put away resources, engage in instant notice, focus, assess, investigate, then heed the plan. Now, you can pray every day, multiple times a day. It never hurts you. Recognize and evaluate what is happening. You are right now in the midst of a pandemic. So recognize it's not a game. It's not a joke. It is real. And even though you feel like, well, I'm fine. I ain't travel out no country and I ain't around no other people or whatever, that does not mean that you should not be prepared and pay attention to what's happening and make sure you have resources put away so that if you have to engage in mobilization, movement from a particular area at any given time, they turn around and say some other reason that this thing has changed or mutated, that you are already clear-headed enough to deal with that on an instant notice, an instant notice, the moment that they tell you. And then you got to be focused. That's why rest don't be like me up here getting um, Netflix now and then trying to binge watch it all in my 30 days free. Don't do that. Stay up 12 hours and 24 hours watching no TV. Get your eight hours of sleep. Even if I stay up late, I'm a late night person, so even if I stay up late, I get my eight hours of whatever, my six or seven hours really because my body doesn't necessarily have to be an eight-hour body. But I go ahead and I recharge and I get back up and I get back to work. But focus. Assess the situation. Investigate what is needed to get through it. Then make a plan and heed that plan. So number one, put together an emergency plan if you never had one. Now is the time to do that. 
Number two, determine an evacuation plan, including where you will stay. If you have to be mobilized to move from a particular area, not just for now, over no pandemic, like they're telling you stay in place for the pandemic, stay quarantined where you are for the pandemic. But if you had the storm come and you had to go, where would you go? Then you need to notify your family on where you go. Where would you evacuate? Because maybe y'all are split up. Maybe somebody had to go to work. Somebody else didn't have to go to work. Something happened in the midst of that. Now y'all need a meet-up point. So you need to know where that would be. Obtain and store non-perishable goods. Non-perishable goods are the things that y'all can put on the shelf forever, the stuff that you can have in a pantry, in the cabinet. The stuff don't require you to put it in the freezer and the refrigerator and all that kind of stuff. And some of the good things to have is to have a food dehydrator, keep cured meat, not just raw meat, but cured meat, canned goods, rice, beans, nuts, dried fruit. I have a tell on until about that rice because y'all don't go in the people store and tear this place and I can't all the rice of the place. So we ain't had no rice to be out, so we wouldn't have nothing for now. I'm why y'all to eat up and thing like that. Then y'all wonder why the queen is so small. Y'all starve me out of you. Okay then. So now, have a hand-operated can opener. I know a lot of us have electric can openers, but what did I tell you just happened to us two mornings ago? We woke up without electricity on the island, and nobody know yet why we didn't have any electricity. So my thing was, here we go in the middle of all this, and now even elders are having phone line problems since that. So you got a lot of things that can happen. So you want to have things that you can use yourself. Put some elbow grease in there. Use your hand. So a hand-operated can opener. You want to have a week, well, now, at this case, you want to have a couple of weeks' supply of drinkable water because your water supply may not be good, like in the case of a storm or other things, or even now, if they have a pandemic, they may end up telling you that certain water supplies have to get cut off for one reason or another for them to check it or anything. So you want to make sure you have drinkable water. Have cash, not cash app, not debit cards actual physical money, legal tender, bills. Make sure you have that, all right? The rich are running on the banks, but if you're just a working-class person, make sure if your check coming up, put some of that money in cash aside. Cash is king. If you've got to get to somewhere or get something and these machines shut down for any reason, if they're overloaded on their system and they cannot take charge cards, they cannot take debit cards, they, you can't swipe nothing, you're going to need cash, all right? So make sure you have some cash and preferably try to have yourself a few hundred dollars aside at all times so that at least if you got to run somewhere, you could get out of town at least. Can you get a bus ticket with what you got aside and a meal or two? And much less would you be able to get a hotel room as well. So you start to start thinking, if you didn't do it before, think about it now, not just saving money in the bank, but having some cash that if you got to make a move, you move it. A lot of people are so paranoid about their own selves nowadays, much less about getting robbed, they don't want to have any cash on them at any time. But then that puts you in another danger because it puts you in the danger of global warfare where people are hacking stuff first, which is what happened prior to the pandemic getting announced, people Google and all these people are having issues and all this hacking, then the next cotton-picking thing you know, now there's this illness going on. Then, like I said, then other strange things starting to happen with utilities. So now what happens if you got to get going somewhere? Now, 
nowadays you don't necessarily have to do this all the time, but notify your bank if you are leaving your state. Like I said, if you had to evacuate and go somewhere, if you have to leave your state, notify your bank that you're leaving the state, and especially if this was a different scenario and you were going to leave the country, you need to let the bank know that you're leaving the country because otherwise what will happen is you'll get somewhere new and cannot access your money that is in the bank because they would have frozen your card when you used it out of town saying that it's suspicious activity. I had this happen to me just simply leaving the Gullah Geechee Nation to go to the southern part of Florida to speak a few months back, um, wherein we're driving on the highway and we were fine all the way using the debit card, using it as a credit card at the machines until I got to this one particular gas station. At that particular gas station, they are flagged for suspicious activity. They have those skimmer things that sometimes are in those gas tanks so that read people's cards illegally. And they must have had that happen at that station before because once I used my card at that station, it declined. And when I called up the card, they told me the reason was they felt that that particular place was not secure for me to use my card at, the machine and that I could, they were reactivating my card and I could go inside and use it, but not to use it at the machines again. Fortunately, I had another card, and I was able to go ahead, and I had cash that we could just send cash in the store and go ahead and get the gas and then keep going while I then in the car was on the phone as someone else was driving find out what in the world was going on because I knew that I had money on that card. So those are the types of things that can happen. I've had this happen where I was checking into a hotel in one state and in the Gulf and all the way back in the East Coast, somebody was trying to illegally process $1,500 three times in a row at a hotel. And that was a hotel that we had um, locked in for a group to stay at Four months after that, no, they had no business even knowing or touching my credit card when they were doing it because our group wasn't coming in for four months. So those are the kind of things that could end up being cited, and then they'll cause suspicious transactions and cut you off. Again, if I didn't have cash where I was located, I wouldn't have been able to do anything again until my bank reopened and I could speak to someone and get that cleared up. And fortunately, somebody who was from my church worked at the bank, and when I called the bank to find out what was going on, told her what was going on, she jumped on it with both feet to get that all rectified with the fraud department when I called them because there were no branches of that bank where I was located. So there's a lot of nuance to why that cash part is critical. Make sure that you have IDs, including your driver's license, your Social Security card, your passport, and cover these in waterproof covering. Get yourself waterproof containers. I've talked about this before so that you can keep these things secure and nothing happen to them and damage them and keep that case where you can put your hands on it if you've got to make a move real quick. So you're, and remember about Real ID. We'll do some broadcasts on Gullah Geechee TV about Real ID in the coming uh, months and everything, and we'll make sure that that's out there. We may be even doing some Facebook Live things, but you all need to know that as of October of this year, Real ID, that, that yellow star on your driver's license is going to be critical. If you have a passport, a passport card, you're pretty good to go, and you should have all the material that you need to take down 
to even get your license updated to real ID. Okay, but that is critical now. So now, if you had to go somewhere, not only you need like need to drive out, need that ID, need that driver's license to get on the road, but you need a full tank of gas, and you need to check your oil and your tires. That's more money again. You need to make sure you have a ground telephone line because sometimes the cell phone towers might be knocked out. And again, with hacking, they could hack it and knock out a whole grid, and now if your cell phone towers are out, do you have another means by which to communicate? The reverse is also true. If your ground line is not working, do you have a backup cell phone that you can use? Do you have a Facebook account that you could call people from? Do you have anything else that could act as a means of communication, especially in an emergency? All right. Also talking about driving out, you putting gas in your car. You might want to keep those propane tanks around the house and keep you a couple of them that are full, have a cooker and pot for those burners so that if you had to cook, you could. They weren't delivering gas because, oh, it's a pandemic. We ain't got no employees. We can't deliver gas to you all, and you don't have an electric store. What happened? You know how to chop wood? You know what to do? Do you know any of those types of survival skills? If you don't, now might be the time to learn them. Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, they should be able to teach you some survival skills right now. But that's a basic one. Get yourself one of the propane cookers. Make sure you have tanks that are full. Even grills work. Grills with charcoal if you need to cook, but then you need to have some matches, some lighter, some lighter fluid. Chop wood. You got to go ahead and have these things ready. If you have a generator, have fuel for it and oil for it if it's portable. If it's attached to your home, make sure you service it regularly. Those are very, very expensive, the ones that turn on everything in your home. Trust me, I've priced it. Um, then also obtain candles, kerosene lamps, flashlights. Right now I'm really big on solar-powered lights. I, we also gave those out in your preparedness kits. Make sure they are out in the sun. This is a great time of year. Make sure that those lights are out in the sun so that they will recharge. The ones we gave out, they also charge by USB. So make sure that you can go ahead and have a USB charger, like I have one that has multiple USB slots. Make sure that you use the little cable and charge them up sometimes. The solar power doesn't kick into them as well, and so I will periodically go ahead and charge mine up at the USB charger. And so the other night, when well, the morning, waking up without light, I have one right nearby. My mother has one right by her bed. Got her to start using it. She said when she realized she had no light, all she did was hit her little lamp, could move around the house, went on, figured out that nobody on the compound had lights. She's like, well, I'm going back in my bed. <laughs> okay. And so it wasn't too much longer those lights came back on. Then if we have other flashlights, storm radios, other necessary electronics, make sure that you have versions that can run on batteries and not just have to run on electricity, okay? So because we have a lot of things that can be coming when you are dealing with a situation like a pandemic, you're dealing with any type of natural disaster, there may be other issues that the power grid gets overloaded and they may need to start restricting your use of electricity. So in that case, you want to have enough batteries around to operate these things. So have a hand-operated flashlight. A hand-operated storm radio is good, too, where you crank them with a hand or you put them out in the sun 
And then, again, they're solar-powered, and you can crank those. And so those are good to have. Mobile chargers for your cell phone. So we gave what we call a charger brick to folks also in your kit. And so you should have that to make sure that's charged up. Because if it's not charged up, it's not going to charge your phone or anything if you need it to. Then have emergency management and weather apps on your cell phone. Your cell phone's still working. You want to have those types of things that give you alerts about things, areas that are safe for you to go to, areas where food and supplies might be being distributed, other things like that that will be of value to you in the long run. Charge your mobile phone, your iPad, and your computers ahead of storms. So when we're talking about disaster preparedness tonight now, so we're talking about any type of disaster, that these are things that we need to think about and have ready. Make sure you have a first aid kit and make sure you know where that first aid kit is. I have multiple, so even now that I'm while I'm talking to you, I just decide to glimpse and look and make sure that mine is right where I usually keep it, and I do see it, and it is in my Gullah Geechee preparedness bag. I have more than one of those, of course. Um, so then have hand sanitizer. I know you all say, oh, that would be nice, but I can't find it in the store. Well, you can make yours. You can use uh, two parts of of alcohol, regular rubbing alcohol, as we call them, and one part aloe vera if you got aloe vera juice around it. So go and make some, mix some up. That gives you something to do with the churn while you're staying home. Just don't leak them all across the floor. But make sure you get some hand sanitizer and keep that on hand. Have bleach on hand. Have vinegar on hand. These are things that can also help with cleaning and keeping things high hygienic around the home and in your car and wherever. Have garbage bags so that you know if you have to clean out an area that you have sufficient garbage bags to remove things. Have work gloves or right now even surgical gloves in the midst of this pandemic would be critical. Have tools, including toolkit items, axes, saws, chainsaws with oil and gas. Just again, in the event that, like I mentioned, the ground here is saturated. If you got shut in somewhere because a tree fell, you would need to want to get out of there. And so those types of things would become necessary to use. Board up or have shutters for windows and sliding glass doors. That, again, has to do with the coming storm season so that you already have those kind of things prepared, have emergency flares. That's for any given time you're driving or you're in a situation, something might have happened, you can't get off a particular property or anything, you want to have those flares because somebody can know where you are. Have an analog backup for telephone numbers and insurance policy information. Also email this list to yourself. So in the event that, like I said, waterproofing certain things is one thing, but if you also put down your policy numbers with the phone numbers to those companies, then put them on a sheet, email it to yourself, and print yourself out a copy. That's what I mean by analog. Don't just say, well, I'm going to type it in my phone, because if your phone gets damaged and you lose it and you don't have iCloud backup to that document or your iCloud was full and it didn't back it up, or your Internet went out, so when you thought it was being backed up, it didn't back up, now you're stuck. Now you don't have documents, you don't have policy numbers, you don't have nothing to prove nothing. You ain't getting no money. So just think about it like that. So make sure that you have all those kind of things at a place where, again, you can put your hand on them, okay, make it easier for you to grab these things. So sometimes when things are too hectic, you ain't thinking about all that right then. So right now, while we have to be sequestered, <laughs> essentially, while we're quarantined, this is a good time to think these things through. And if you ain't got to go into work, all that travel time when you are off the road, this is an opportunity. Put these things where you can put your hands on them. 
All right. I have copies of your medical records and others pertaining to dialysis and other things, your your medicines you take. Have some type of listing so if people need to help you, they can help you because, again, if you start panicking, your mind's not clear, you might tell them one thing but don't tell them the other two medications you got. You don't remember exactly where you got to go to do certain things. So, Or if they close down certain offices, like the medical people keep coming on social media posting that we're staying here for you so you stay at home for us, they don't want you just coming there because you think you got a hangnail right now. Have you got major things that have to happen like dialysis? Of course they're still functioning. If there's something major going on, you must go to the ER. Of course they're there for you. But they're making it clear, don't just come in here because you're scared, as I'm trying to say. Just calm down, woosah, breathe, but then prepare, okay? Keep your medical records handy and Make sure that you have a listing, who your doctors are, what medications you take, all of that. And if you take supplements, put down that list too because they often want to know before they give you something else that could conflict with that and have an adverse reaction. All right? Have boots and waterproof fishing clothing, I say, because that would work well if they're flooding. All right? And that's, again, in terms of storms, having that. So now, run your ice maker and bags of ice for your, in your freezer bags. Fill as much space in between your freezer items as you can with those bags. Freeze regular tap water for pets, cleaning or drinking in Tupperware-type containers with a small bit of space between the top of the water and the lids so that when the ice expands, it doesn't crack the container. That's another way to just store up water and things like that when you think there might be a situation where you might cut off the water supply. Photograph important documents, including your deeds, your mortgage papers. Email those to yourself. Keep the originals with you in some type of waterproof covering if you make it a move to go somewhere. Get pet and livestock food supplies. Have vet records for them in case they got to be sheltered somewhere if you have to move and make a move or evacuate or anything like that in any given emergency, any different disaster. Um, consider putting heirlooms and photos in plastic bins in a high place on the second floor or in a safe room if you don't plan on taking them with you. If you think there's a storm where there's going to be flooding, that's a suggestion for that. But mostly, I suggest digitizing them. And we've held workshops, again, with Gullah Geechee Family Reunion Preparedness, where we taught you about digitizing that and the value of them. So for all of you who have attended the workshops and things over the years, you like, oh, yeah, I see why you said this is a refresher course. That's all. It's just a reminder. For those who didn't, I hope in the future when we host some more and we have funding for that and we have venues again for these things, that you would take it seriously and come out ahead of time and so that then you can have this stuff in place. If you have firearms and ammunition, make sure that's secured properly. I know you all say it's secured already. I got it on me. I know. I know where you come from. But for real, for real, all jokes aside, secure the firearms and ammunition properly, especially in a situation where there's a pandemic. People run out here buying guns like it's all right. So that means that if they feel like you've got the ammo and they're running out, they could try to storm the gate. So, you know, you've got to secure yourself and secure these things. This is very serious, okay? Place old rags and beach towels on your window sills, even with the best windows and shutters. Water seeps in from wind pressure when wind pressure happens. That's in the case of storms once again. So be careful about that in terms of any uh, storm season that's coming forward. And also when the storms come or you hear anything about we might shut down your water for a period of time, 
fill your tubs with water and flush to flush your toilets with, or use rainwater that's caught in barrels if you're in a place where that's legal. I'm wondering right now, they're suspending this foolishness in certain cities about telling people this is illegal to capture their own rainwater. Okay? Have rain gear, like I said. Uh, earlier, the fishing gear, that's rubber, that's good, but you need rain gear just in general. Um, that would be a good thing to just have. And then sanitary supplies for family members, including diapers, okay? We may need diapers for the babies. We may need diapers for the elders. Um, toiletries, have extra toiletries around. And if you have extras like I have excess from traveling and things like that, make little care packages and be able to donate them to folks who might not have those things because that's especially essential now. Washing your hands repeated times a day requires a lot of soap. So if you have the extra toiletries and you can distribute them to people that may not have those things, please do. Extra shampoos, all of those kinds of things. And wash your hands with soapy water for at least 20 seconds. 30 seconds in a minute is great. All the crevices of your hand. Rinse, wash them again. Rinse, wash them one more time. Rinse, put your sanitizer on them, okay? It's a great idea. Do that a few times a day, especially if you go around touching stuff, all right? Then also you want to have plastic utensils. Because even like now with this about this virus and them trying to really figure out about surface duration, how long it lasts on surfaces, you might want to eat more with things that you can throw away, paper plates, plastic. For, I'm not for the plastic so much for the environment, but I'm saying if you do have these other utensils that are throwaways, paper utensils, plastic utensils, biodegradable type of plastic, that's fine. Go ahead and use that. Make sure you have your medications and enough supplies that's going to last you for a month or two. Make sure that you have at least a credit card that's an emergency credit card that has no balance on it, no nothing that you spent on it, because you may need that coming up. Whether it's right now, I know some communities, cities, they're suspending, um, allowing people to evict people. That ain't say that they're wiping out your rent, though. That didn't mean that they're not going to come back for that money. So make sure you have money aside but also have a credit card with no balance on it for emergency transactions. And, again, if you had to make a move to get somewhere, if you try to check in most hotels, they want a credit card. So you need to have a credit card, not a debit card, because a debit card means they're going to pull money out your account. And in a situation like this, I would not want folks pulling money out my account and have to hope that they hurry up and put it back. So I would rather do the credit card than the debit card if you had to go stay somewhere. If you lose power and then decide to evacuate, cut off the breaker before you leave because sometimes then you don't want an electrical situation to spark anything when they turn that power back on. Stay aware of safety announcements about down wires, closed roadways, water contamination in your area, and in this case, stay alert about the pandemic. Make sure that we have already posted at GullahGeecheeNation.com the viable sources that we would look to, medical professionals, departments of health and environmental control, departments of health, as well as the World Health Organization, those are the ones that we generally post from, not the politicians. So make sure that you are staying aware of correct safety announcements and updates right now in the midst of a pandemic, the same way you stay in touch with the Weather Channel during the storm season. 
also in regard to storm season and flooding, if you have a boat, repair it in the event that it's needed as a means of transportation from off the sea islands. All right. 53, I should have had as number one tonight. Don't panic. Don't panic. Do not panic. I'm going to tell you, keep yourself calm. Yeah? Okay. Keep the faith and stay focused. It's number 54 on my list of safety, disaster, and storm preparation in the Gullah Geechee Nation. And what I'm going to do is right now while I'm on the air, if you're following at Gullah Geechee, G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E, you will know that I just tweeted it, and I am now also posting it to our Facebook fan page, to my private page, as well as I'm going to place it on the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page, the Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Facebook page, Gullah Geechee TV Facebook page, the Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Facebook page. I'm posting this to all of these places right now so that you would go ahead and be able to see this list for yourself. You can go ahead and then print it out and so that you can use it for yourself to guide the process of what else you're going to do in the midst of some downtime of being prepared in case anything escalates. But God forbid that we have any escalation of this matter. I am praying faithfully that this pandemic ends rapidly and that we will not continue on this trajectory that we're on right now. So please be mindful of others if you're not mindful of yourself. If you need to check on older people, go body with masks and gloves and stuff on and check on them from outside the house. You ain't got to run up in them people's house and be sitting there and be going over there begging older people for food. Learn how to cook for yourself right about now and things like that. This is the time to do that. And so definitely keep that social distancing. It would not kill you. It would not hurt you, all right, to do that, just to be on the safe side. I am still keeping myself away from the general public for numerous reasons right about now, and especially making sure that we're not caught up in the midst of the spread of any of this. And one of the things that I just want to make clear to my listeners worldwide, while people who are people of conscience, people of faith, are praying and we're looking for direction from on high, there are people who are doing the direct opposite. There are people who are, whether it's true or false, they are putting out messages that Ku Klux Klansmen, white supremacists, and others are seeking to spread the coronavirus, to use it as a bioweapon. Well, the reality is this. Bioweapons are real and that there has been talk of it and the creation of them in order to use them for just that, warfare. Now, whether or not these white supremacist hate groups are able to access that, you never know, because some of these people work in these government agencies. So you want to be very clear, you want to be very conscious, and you want to be very deliberate right about now about every choice that you're making about going ahead and ignoring the reports that say to have social distancing. 
and to not go out in large crowds. And large crowds are even in the supermarket. I get that. But to be mindful of strangers bumping up against you, touching you, handing you stuff, giving you stuff to eat, all that kind of stuff. Just be conscious of this stuff. And it's not to scare you. This is a show about being prepared. Because everybody ain't good. Unfortunately, if they were, maybe we wouldn't be dealing with this right now. Because truly, like the song said, God trying to tell you something. And right now, I think we need to listen to what we're being told. Let's sit back, let's pray, let's meditate, let's breathe, let's focus, let's prepare in faith. Because I am prepared to be able to come back on the air and celebrate how we made it through, how God bless the anointed people to bring we true this show. I prepared for comeback upon your singing. Trouble on last all week. So, honey, chillin', truly, honey, know who this should be. This should the queen quit. Head from the party of the Gullah Geechee Nation. I'm so glad that you take this time this evening for tune in with me upon we station. Stay tuned, too, to GullahGeechee.tv, GullahGeecheeNation.com, and at GullahGeechee on Twitter, as well as Gullah Geechee Nation upon Facebook. Because we want to have more updates for Hunter Chillin' and things like that. And we're getting ready for start this year. We be online teaching for who we be right here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, too. So I want to make sure that all the Gullah Geechee family gwine on and join we for them broadcasts and things like that. We want to make sure that Hunter Chillin' did it with me. But I did online, and that hundred children going to pass the word to all the family about who we be and what we didn't do down here. We keep the family blessed up, alive, and doing everything safely. So, children, keep holding on, yeah. Keep the faith. Stay strong. Be blessed. And be prepared. Faith without works is dead. Time to work that faith, y'all. Do what we need to do. Prepare. And faith, peace, blessings, and love from Queen Quest, Chiefess of the Gullah Geechee Nation. Thank you, thank you for tuning in. Stay strong, stay safe, stay healthy. Thank you, thank you.